I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. everybody welcome in to the outside the box podcast it's it's january dj and we're allegedly award nominated in the month of january it's gonna be crazy hopefully it gets announced on a tuesday in it i got my covid booster today and i'm gonna be potentially starring in the next spider-man movie after i got me jabbed so i might be walking on walls looking like andrew garfield who deserves another Spider-Man movie. And I think this episode might just be a little unhinged. Because I'm exhausted from me COVID booster. And I told DJ I was going to do the intro with a bit of a Cockney London accent. Yeah, get me. So let's get into it. It's episode 203 of the allegedly award-nominated Outside the Box podcast. Part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB and DJ coming at you from Underground Studios. DJ, how we living, bruv? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. now <clears throat> I gotta watch that that return to Hogwarts like ASAP. Now it's Harry Potter that. season. That is gold. Oh, my God. I told you, my British accent's a bit good there, bruv. Yeah, that's a, that's a better than a bit good. That's this one of the accents that my sister, huge Harry Potter stan, who you and her going to be on our streamer season, returned to Hogwarts episode. She's like, why ain't you go to voice acting school, bruv? And it's like, because I could go whenever I want, you get me. Oh, my God, dude. The only impersonation <laughs> I can do is a cat. I'm actually Amazing. really good at a cat impersonation. Amazing. Yeah, I do a bunch of voices. Might have to do voices to start the new year because it's our first episode of 2022. But before we get started, and hopefully we finish up before my uh, my delivery from hashtag not a sponsor, but the goat Wawa arrives. <clears throat> we got a kick-ass interview like we teased last week to kick off 2022. We sat down with Dan Lomas and Paul Dawson from Back of the Bird. One of the best lacrosse podcasts out there. And uh, we got an hour-long session with the boys. It was a ton of fun, so stay tuned for that later in the episode. We're going to keep it light. Not a lot of lacrosse news has happened uh, since we last recorded. So we're just going to get right into our picks. And uh, then we'll kick it to our interview. And then we're going to you know, sign off and, and give you guys an episode 
uh, to kick off 2022. But before we get started, shout out to the homies, our sponsors that make this podcast happen. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com and use promo code USP at checkout to get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Get the Surfside Vodka Iced Teas exclusively at StatesideVodka.com. you got to be 21 or older to purchase. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year. I'm excited for 2022. It's our uh, alleged award nomination year this month, apparently, according to that tweet. Um, I should have superpowers soon. If y'all need 5G or something, come through. My arm's a brand new tower. My sinuses are going crazy, so DJ might take over a little bit of breaking down these games as we get further along with the slate. Um, But first things first, one of the games this week was postponed, and one game will be played without fans in the arena just due to COVID protocols in Canada. Um, Not too sure I was knocked out of sleep, and DJ told me the Calgary and Rochester game was postponed to a later date. So we're going to break down the five games. We have lacrosse this week. Uh, It's a wild weekend in Philadelphia. The sports complex. We got Friday night lacrosse back. And it's been way too long since we've had NLL action. So I'm very excited to uh, more than likely watch these games on the replay, DJ. Because I'm hoping I will be absolutely certified knocked out uh, like Tyrone Woodley um, all day on Friday. And uh, we got some really banger matchups, so... Uh, without any further ado, I think we should, uh, just dive right in because like we said, there's a lot of picks to get into and this is week six, technically of NLL action. Um, that's what the website at NLL.com is saying. Um, so our week six picks of, if I could spell, that would be great. Picks of the week powered by. Those phenomenal humans over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com right now. Start uh, building your fan profile, playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points, cash them in for prizes, playpickup.com. Thought I was about to sneeze there. Uh, Shout out to Pickup. Didn't want to sneeze into the mic or on the mic. But we've got Friday Night Lacrosse. Get the caffeine ready because it's a, a West Coast start. For us East Coasters, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a DJ assignment, so I'll let you kick this one off, brother. Colorado Mammoth, one of my favorite teams in the league. Going up against the Vancouver Warriors, a team that you and I both have very fond feelings for. Uh, I've had it, you know, I've I've kind of monitored their rebuild. You know, the boys, Logan Chess, Mitch Jones, friend of the program. Um, And you've kind of taken a kin to the Vancouver Warriors. So how do you feel about this one? A West Division matchup going down to to bring back NLL action this week for the first time in a few weeks. And uh, it's going to be, I think, a very back-and-forth game with the transition pieces that these two teams have with Joey Capito. And uh, I'm totally blanking on Rookie of the Year candidate that plays for Vancouver. Reed Bowering. I should know that. He's from the area. Um, Those two, I think, are going to be... They need to wear, like fitness watches in this game because the steps they're going to have are going to be true to roof 
Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. One, I was going to hit on that first. But also, I mean, if you look at both their offenses, they're, you know, playing at a really high level right now. Both of them put up uh, double digits last time out in week four because uh, there was no lacrosse in week five. And uh, their goalies are playing phenomenal as well. Dylan Ward had his slip up with San Diego, but since then he's been lights out. And Alex Bouquet, Alex Bouquet has been lights out all year. You know, he just uh, had his first loss in week four. So, you know, we're looking at two teams that are very similar, especially in the way they play. They both play fast, and if there's nothing there, they'll slow it down. Very physical on defense, nice goaltending. That leads to a lot of scoring opportunities. So it's definitely going to be a back-and-forth game, very much like basketball. Very much a game that I'm hoping a lot of uh, non-lacrosse fans get a chance to see because it will be one of the more exciting games of the year just because they both play the same way. So I'm excited. Um, I'm interested to see who's kind of going to get out to that lead first because that might be the, the team that ends up winning because it's going to be that back-and-forth thing. But it'll probably come down to the team that scores last, if not over time. And I think we talked about, you know, obviously with the transition guys being super elite at what they do. But I also think it's going to come down to possessions for Mitch Jones and Ryan Lee across the board for both teams. Whoever can kind of be that sniper, that assassin, if you will, uh, you know, kind of finding spots in the back of the cage that a normal player wouldn't be able to find. But those two, how precise they are. Um, I think it's going to come down to who has the ball in their stick more between those two and who's able to finish more. Uh, and obviously, more points equals wins. So I think uh, that's going to be an interesting kind of just back-and-forth offensive matchup with Ryan Lee, the player to watch from uh, Colorado, and then Mitch Jones, obviously Mitch VP from Vancouver. And I mean, I'm still excited to uh, see when Zed Williams is kind of going to have his breakout game of the year. Everybody's kind of been waiting on it. And this is kind of the perfect opportunity. You know, a lot's going to be keyed in on Ryan Lee, and he's probably going to be the next guy up that they're going to be looking to uh, to make things happen. So if he can score uh, quickly, there might be something there for him all night. 100%. And that uh, brings us to who you think uh, comes away with the victory in this West Division showdown, Colorado or Vancouver. I think I'm going to go with Vancouver. I think, uh, you know, the, the young is going to come in and really make things pop. They're going to key in on Mitch and he's going to have to lead in on guys like uh, Adam Charlemides. And he's going to need help from, you know, Keegan Ball. He's going to need help from uh, Rudari. And they're going to provide it. Alex Bouquet is going to continue to play well in that. And I think that's going to play uh, really big. I think it's going to be a close one. And like I said, possibly over time. So, I think Alex Bouquet is playing that is what's going to end up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this game, I think it's going to be back and forth, like we said at the top of the breakdown of this matchup. Um, I feel like it's against my religion to pick against Colorado, even though I stand Vancouver and what they've been able to do. I think this game's a one-goal game. Like, it might go to overtime with how close and how, like, evenly matched these two teams are now. Um, only reason I'm going Colorado and this is no slight Alex Bouquet because he's been playing out of his goddamn mind. I trust Dylan Ward to kind of be able to, like, navigate on the road and and really kind of put an not an end, but, like, a, a pause to what Mitch Jones and Logan Schuss and Keegan Ball have been able to do on offense for this team. And I think this game also comes down to just who wins the battle transition-wise. If Joey Capito's winning transition, uh, getting points in transition, Colorado's going to 
walk away with a dub. If Reed Bowering's doing what he's doing right now and making a strong case for Rookie of the Year as a transition player, which is bonkers, um, I think Vancouver has a legit shot to win, but I'm going to go with Colorado in a one-goal game. Super close, super tight, and like I said, I think it could go to overtime. So opposite picks to start the new year. Um, to kick off the Saturday slate where we now have only four games instead of five because Rochester and COVID activity uh, in Rochester has postponed the Calgary Roughnecks and the Rochester Nighthawks. Hopefully everybody's okay and uh, can get back to the floor and you know everybody is, is safe and sound in Rochester. But um, as long as I am alive, I will be at this game uh, at the Wells Fargo Center to kick off a triple header of absolute absurdities in South Philadelphia, the Georgia Swarm, Lyle Thompson, uh, Shane Jackson, and the rest of the boys coming to Philadelphia to take on Matt Rambo, Kevin Crowley, who just got his bags back after like six days. Uh, shout out to Kevin Crowley. Um, you know, and the rest of this this Wings offense. East Division matchup, old East Division matchup as well. Um, the last time these two teams played was the final game that the Wings played in the, the short in 2020 season. And uh, the Wings came back from being down 6 nothing to win 12-11 down in Georgia. These two teams, they don't get along. There's a lot of animosity with them. I expect this game to get physical. I expect it to be a lot of, you know, back-and-forth banter. Um, how do you kind of view Georgia coming off this break that we've had, coming up to Philadelphia, a noon start, which is very different um, for the NLL for the most part. So you got an early start. You don't know re really how that's going to affect your your prep and everything for the most part, but Georgia and Philadelphia each. Um, this is kind of an easy game for me to pick this week. Um, I'm not. I'm excited to see it though because these are two teams, uh, one out of I believe six in the league, might even be five that have scored ten or more goals in every game they played. Both teams, so. The offenses are there for both squads. Um, so that means it's going to come down to defense and, and goaltending. And by far, you know, Philadelphia's goaltending is, is much better than Georgia's has been. And, you know, their defense is better than Georgia has been. Georgia has scored, you know, 10-plus goals in three games, but they're one and two. Like, that's crazy. You, you shouldn't score 10-plus goals in a game and lose that often. You know, so I think, you know, and also with Trevor playing uh, at the strike, taking face, like it's they're going to have so many more possessions with the wings. It's just and their offense is so good with everybody now being healthy, uh, being healthy again. So I, I don't see this one being a blowout, but I don't necessarily see Georgia having. Yeah, I think the biggest factor this game is that Zach Higgins had time to rest after that really freaky and scary, you know, injury with the ball going into his mask, and he tweeted out after that, you know, everything's okay, he's looking forward to coming back after the break, so I think this layoff, honestly, was good for the Wings, gave them a chance to get healthy, Corey Small and Apple, Alex Krepensek are back off the COVID-19 list, um, I know Ben McIntosh and Kevin Crowley have been hanging out a ton in Canada, uh, I think up in Vancouver or something during this layoff. So, I mean, there's a lot of camaraderie with this team. And uh, like you said, we haven't really seen consistency from Georgia's defense either. Um, the offense has been there for both teams. I think the Wings defense, when they need it to be, shows up. Obviously, there's there's been some very close games for this team. 
and they kind of got a little bit exposed against Toronto, which, for whatever reason, that's this this Wings franchise's Achilles heel. They can never beat the Toronto Rock, so hopefully they don't run into them in the postseason or in the championship game. Um, but I, I, I like the Wings' chances. They're at home, which is one of the best home floor advantages in the entire league. Um, you just got to be able to put your defense on, on Lyle and Shane and, you know, force, you know, the guys like Jordan Hall and these younger offensive players um, to be playmakers for Georgia and, and beat your defense, which I think the Wings can do. I think they can shut those guys down and, you know, just hold Lyle at bay. Um, and I think the Wings come away with a big-time win to improve and, and stay atop that Eastern Conference standing. Yeah, I think this is uh, going to be very pivotal for not only – you know, Philadelphia and continue to stay at the top, but Georgia also, you know. I think this is going to end up being a turning point, you know, being one and three at this point in the season is not a good place to be. They're going to start looking internally, answering questions, and uh, making the necessary adjustments they have to be to, you know, get back to the playoff race. Absolutely, and I think this game is going to be a lot of fun. These matchups are always a ton of fun, um, but I think the Wings having that home field, uh, the home floor advantage, and it being just a massive day in Philadelphia with the Flyers playing later that night at the Farg, and then the Eagles playing on ESPN for the final game of the regular season as they get set for the playoffs at 8.15 at the link. Like, Philly's just going to be all types of vibes um, on Saturday throughout the day. So I'm going with the Wings. DJ's going with the Wings. The next team... Uh, they're back at home the last time we saw them. Goalies were fighting, and now they've got Ryan Banesh on their team. They traded for Benny Boy, uh, which came out of nowhere. That deal was bonkers. Uh, the Saskatchewan Rush are heading to Albany to take on the Firewolves. I think this is a huge acquisition for Albany to go and get a certified weapon, uh, a legit like first ballot Hall of Famer in Ryan Banesh uh, to really help their offense. And... Uh, He's just been traded and put on too many teams over the last couple of seasons. Somebody needs to give him a solidified home uh, because I'm tired of seeing Banesh in different jerseys, and I'm sure these fans of teams that have Ryan Banesh are tired of buying new jerseys um, because he's been on four or five teams over the last, like, four seasons, which is just ridiculous. Um, but the Rush, the Albany Firewolves, I think you and I saw a big statement from the Saskatchewan Rush the last time they played. I think Albany... They're still growing, and I don't know if Banesh is going to play in this game, um, but I'm just going to flat out say I'm taking the rush on the road uh, to come away with a win and just continue building momentum uh, for this team. Yeah, you know, I mentioned it last week when I said, uh, or not last week, two weeks ago, uh, going into week four, I was like, there's no way they start this year 0-3. There's no way, you know, they go into the new year one list. It was a turning point for them, and that's exactly what it was. They stepped into that game. They took care of business, and I think they're going to continue to do that moving forward. They kind of figure out what's going to work for them this year, and they're going to continue to pound on that. Um, I'm just worried about Albany getting into the penalty box, which is something they seem to do quite often. And as we saw a couple weeks ago, that, uh, that rush power play is ridiculously good. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's tough to really pick against the Rush right now. I think they turned a little bit around. I still think there's a lot of question marks for them. Um, but playing Albany, I think they're still trying to figure some things out. Hopefully we'll see Ryan Banesh play uh, in a Firewolves uniform this weekend. Um, what we won't see up in Halifax, or in Buffalo, I'm sorry. Um, is it this game? Or is it a later? No, it's a later date game with Toronto and Halifax. This game, we'll have fans because it's in Buffalo. 
Big time rivalry game. Toronto Rock, Buffalo Bandits at the Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York. I feel like you and I are on the same page with this one. Um, the Bandits are just damn good. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say when when you go into that. You know, they have Chase taking face and just so fascinating. Playing phenomenally in the transition game. They have their star-studded offense. Their defense, you know, pretty much came back from last year. Got guys, you know, like Ian McKay, et cetera, to come in. So uh, they've all meshed together well. They all kind of have the same idea and mindset. Give back to the championship and actually win it this year. Um, and then they obviously have Matt Vincent that. I mean, complete squad. There's not really much you can say. But, I mean, you know, Toronto does have things to speak for. They have TD. So now we're going to see, you know, Chase kind of against an actual face-off guy for the first time this year. We're going to see, you know, Tom Schreiber in this offense have a chance, you know, to make their defense work and, and give Matt Vince some shots he hasn't seen yet this year. So I won't completely count Toronto out, but I definitely have Buffalo to win. And then we've got the final game of the weekend, 10 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, the nightcap, Panther City versus San Diego. Sorry, Panther City. It's, it's just not going to happen this week. I'm taking the Seals. They're just too loaded from top to bottom. Uh, you traded away one of your best snipers, one of your best goal scorers. Didn't really understand the move, honestly. I don't know if it's just a location thing for Benny Boy, but I'm going with the Seals in a West Division matchup. Yeah, I mean, this is a no-brainer. Like, I think even if they would have kept Ryan Banesh, it wouldn't have been enough. You know, I was... I did my thing in picking against the Seals a couple weeks ago. Probably won't be doing that too much more. You know, they kind of showed me up there. And, uh, you know, they continually take care of business. They have, you know, multiple positions accounted for all across the board. So I don't really see them giving in to Panther City this year. So to recap, our NLL Week 6, pick, week six Picks of the Week, powered by our friends at Pickup. I've got Colorado, the Wings, the Rush, the Bandits, and San Diego. DJ's got Vancouver, the Wings, the Rush, the Bandits, and San Diego. So just that Friday game, uh, which I will probably be asleep for, so I can't wait to wake up to a bazillion texts of either you cursing at me for picking Colorado or you being like, I got you, bitch, uh, and Vancouver coming away with a, a big-time statement win against the Colorado Mammoth. But those are our picks of the week. I like our picks across the board. Like I said, I think that Friday game is going to be, um, you know, a one-goal game more than likely. And uh, one thing that's not a one-goal game is our one-hour sit-down kickback with the Back of the Bird podcast, Dan Lomas, Paul Dawson. Uh, so sit tight, and uh, we're going to kick it to our interview with Back of the Bird OTB collab episode kind of uh, that we recorded on New Year's Eve. So a little inception there as well. So stay tuned. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down 
all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. So we teased it on our final episode of 2021. We're recording this in 2021. So a little inception here for everybody. But our first interview of 2022 is a little collab. It's, uh, you know, outside the back of the bird. Uh, we got Paul Dawson, Dan Lomas with us. Boys, welcome to the show. And uh, thanks for hopping on. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us, boys. Yeah. It's awesome to be here. So my first question for you guys is like totally outside of the realm of lacrosse and just being a podcasting nerd. What got you guys interested in just the medium of podcasting? Because obviously your lacrosse careers, being NLL guys and being able to tell those stories, like you said, on your first episode. But what kind of intrigued you about the just like the medium and the platform of a podcast? Polly, I'll let you handle that one first. Um, I guess it was kind of like, kind of like right place, right time. Me and Lomi played together. And then, uh, I kind of started teasing like some stories on like Twitter and then Lomi, Lomi messaged me. He's like, Hey, we should start a podcast. And I was kind of like, ah, dude, I kind of want to do it. But when I'm done playing, kind of be like retired. And, and then I think, uh, a seller reached out to Lomi was like, Hey, you should do a podcast. And Lomi was like, Hey, again, Osilla wants to do this podcast. You should do it. He thinks it's a great idea if me and you do it. He'll kind of do all the background stuff because we have still legit have no idea what we're doing. Now we got producer Donnie who's just crushing it. But so I was like, all right, man. Literally, I just got to get on the mic and talk. Perfect. I'm in. <laughs> and uh, then we kind of like, I was a little apprehensive at first because I was like, well, we're still playing. And then again, Lomi's like, I think it'd be kind of cool to have guys that are currently playing doing this. It's not really something that's been done a whole lot so then i was like all right let's just we kind of just went with it and now we're still going so yeah. yeah and i feel like with the lacrosse world too with with you guys playing with guys that are still playing like it's eerily similar to like what taylor lawan and will compton are doing where it's like you guys are still you know active nllers you're bringing guys in that are still playing in the league and giving fans media members and other players that maybe haven't directly interacted with you guys an opportunity to kind of get those stories to relate to and, you know, kind of just given that peek behind the curtain. Yeah. I think there's, I think on that point, there's, there's almost a level of trust too, right? I think, you know, for at least, you know, and I'm Polly, I'm sure you feel the same way too. Like anytime you talk to media, you go like full hockey player mode, like, you know, pucks in deep standard answer when you're talking lacrosse kind of thing. Right. And um, dropping a lot of, you knows or whatever, but I think, when you're talking to your peers and you know, whether it's past or present players, there's, there's a level of trust that you're not, you know, you're not there to kind of spin words against them or whatever. And if they're, you know, they tell a story and they just kind of get carried away with it and they don't want it to, to get out there, we'll take it out. Right. And um, so I think there's, that's kind of the fun spin on it. And I think, you know, at least from my side, like when the more and more I started to kind of fall in love with F1 from, from watching that series, it was like, wow, like, you know, in its simplest form, this is just cars driving in a circle. But, you know, for some reason now I'm obsessed with it because I know the drama behind it or or the stories behind it or what goes into it. So I think that was kind of part of it too, is just to to kind of, you know, open the curtain. And I think in lacrosse, that's something that hasn't really been there is like that, you know, full-fledged look into like who people are off the floor and, 
and then you know how how they can kind of hate guys when you play against them but then you know step off the floor and have you know a bunch of beers together and um and kind of carry on that way so yeah that was kind of the motivation i think from my side and then from you guys obviously playing together what was that initial interaction between you two um to kind of just come together kind of form this friendship that you guys have now and now your podcast co-hosts and you know talking to each other into microphones once a week at least and you know kind of just forging that from from your playing times yeah i mean I, for me like lomi was uh me and my brother and lomi we drove together to rochester for his first year so like obviously we're taking two hour car rides you get to know someone pretty quick and i actually the funny thing is like again we always joke about me being old but i played junior in my whole way like minor system against his oldest brother dave so there was still like there's this like weird kind of full circle thing between me and lomi but like playing together then having that you know year to year where we're driving together again you get to know a guy pretty quick and then i think just like you know lomi is one of like you talk to a bunch of guys he's just one of like the best guys can talk to anybody can talk to a tree in like the back of the room if he has to like so it's pretty easy just to like be on this mic and we kind of just let it flow and and that's kind of how it's gone from like my end yeah Yeah. i think oh yeah and i was gonna say you know with those car rides i'm sure that kind of you know in the back of your guys brains you know when you're starting this podcast too it's like oh this is like exactly what we do just with microphones in front of our faces yeah, I think there's probably quite a few stories that can't leave the car. I think. But uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of, it's actually been funny. Like, I mean, like Polly said, like, I think I mean, I remember when my even my brother played one year junior A and um, and Polly was the goalie at that time. So I remember like going to games and watching him as like a young kid. And obviously, you know, Paul's older brother, Dan, who's enemy of our podcast, we like to joke about. But he's, you know, a guy that's been, you know, just a the lacrosse you know for anyone that's played picked up a stick in kind of the area we live or even anywhere you know you you know dan dawson too so for me driving in those cars that car ride and then just like i'm hopping in there like as just an excited kid right just to to hang out with these guys and then you know as they become brothers pretty quick i think you know it's it just becomes fun and but like i said i think there's there's a lot of stories that definitely uh definitely have to stay in that car but you you get you get pretty close to these guys pretty quick yeah, and I, I think, you know, something that's pretty interesting for both of you guys, too, is, Dan, obviously, you playing with the Riptide, and then, Paul, you playing with, like, you know, Volume 2 of the Nighthawks and kind of the the rebirth of the franchise with this new iteration of it. What's that kind of been like for you guys at the points of your careers where you're at, where you come in, kind of a new team, and, and looking to build an identity in one with Rochester, a market that's already established, and then, Dan, for you on Long Island, where there was a team previously, and now... You're trying to bring the game back and bring, you know, this new iteration of the NLL uh, to Long Island. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like right place, right time. Perfect. Because, you know, when the Riptide came into the league, I was I didn't have a home. I, you know, I was I'd just been released from Vancouver and was kind of sitting there twiddling my thumbs and didn't know what the next move was. And and, you know, my phone didn't ring for any from anybody. And. You know, luckily enough, Dan McRae, again, like a lot of these guys, a lot of these names, you'll, you know, they're, we're all really, really close, right? So Dan McRae has been a buddy of mine for a long time, and he was picked up in expansion from Calgary. And at the time, we're just kind of chatting back and forth, and I'm calling him every day. I'm like, man, you got to get me a tryout. Like, you got to get me a tryout with the Riptide. And um, it's been fun being a part of it. I think, 
you know, there's been a lot of learning curves, a lot of things like, you know, and as soon as you get a new ownership group or, you know, put a bunch of guys that have never played together in the same room, it's, it takes time to establish it. But I, again, like the other kind of cool part about it is this, it's kind of the second time I've done that. Cause I went, when I went to high point, it was the first year high point existed. Right. So it was like, you kind of have to build a character foundation first and you have to kind of learn to lose and it sucks. You have to learn that the hard way until you can kind of figure out what it takes to get you over that line. And I, I, you know, I hope we're kind of on the way to doing that. And I think we are with, you know, the new leadership we've got in place on the Island. And I think as soon as you start doing that, and as soon as you start getting playing a little bit of rough ball or, or, you know, along those lines, you'll get long Islanders pretty interested in the game. Um, but at the end of the day, winning sells. So I think that's, that's the next step for us. Yeah. I mean, and kind of same thing, like uh, um, for me, like, just getting older, like traveling, I, I had a couple different options, a little bit of a different story than Danny, but uh, I just, you know, I felt like I had almost owed the city of Rochester to come back after losing the team, the kind of way it went, the way it went down. And then obviously having Mike Hazen and the kind of the same coaching staff allowed me to like be careful coming back. And then I, I know Dan Carey a little bit and having a conversation with him. But again, I think if you look at like, Rochester, New York, and like the first cup, like the first year before all this COVID happened, it was very similar. Like we we got to sneak a, a lucky one out against them to to not be last place in in the league, but kind of same thing. Like Danny says, and and obviously lucky being the captain. The one thing is like you got to establish like what you want this organization to be, right? And again, I think before you can get players and and this and that, it's like okay, you become a Rochester Nighthawk. Like what does that entail? Right. And I think that's kind of like the one message as a captain and as like our leadership group that we've tried to still like right from the get go. And then obviously we had this break, but now we're kind of saying it's still early, but we're seeing like a little bit of fruits of that labor kind of grow. But I think, again, like culture isn't something, you know, that it is something you create, but it's like you got to like almost manifest it. Right. So whatever that is again it can't just be a saying on a wall it's like you got to get the right people and like this is what the kind of people we want to be here and that's how we think we're going to be successful so um definitely like something a little bit interesting for me because like my whole career i've been on like great teams like got to win a couple of championships so obviously like it was a huge learning curve for me to again like go to a new team and, and lose a lot and, and you know it's and try and stay positive and that stuff but i think you, you know it was it was awesome as much as losing sucks, it was cool to kind of start this franchise from the from the ground up, essentially. Dan, do you hold it over Paul's head that you're teammates with Jeff Teat now because you guys lost that game? Yeah, there, well, I mean, it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's hilarious. That kind of works out that way, right? Like that. I mean, at the time, I think we kind of knew, but you don't. Then again, there was a kind of a late toss up because mm -hmm. of that extra year college, right? And then it was like, wait, are we gonna be able to draft these guys? So. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting game. No matter what, whenever you're you're playing, you want to win, but then it's kind of in your back of your mind, like, you know, where's the real win here? <laughs> yeah. Do we want the next twelve years of the Riptide, or you know, are we looking at right now going one and you know two and twelve instead of or two and eleven instead of one and twelve? You know, so yeah, I think it it in that sense, and for the future of our team, I mean, that guy is he's something special. I think it's. It's a shame he wasn't able to play games two and three for us this year. Um, but, you know, once we get back and we start playing more games and more more Jeff T content starts hitting the uh, the social, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun because, you know, and again, I'm sure Paulie's sick of hearing this because he probably wants to 
to chop his arms off when he plays against Teeter, but it's um, he was pretty special even in preseason. So I'm I'm excited to see what he does um, once we once we get back and healthy and um, and for a long career for that guy too, man. And Paul, I got to ask you too because I was at this game up in the press box uh, in 2020 before all the shutdowns happened. Uh, when Rochester came through to Philly and there was, you know, over 100 penalty minutes and everything. I just got to ask from your perspective, what the fuck went down and, and kind of, you know, sparked that, you know, gladiator battle on the floor at the Wells Fargo Center? Yeah, I mean, we got some competitive guys on our team. Like, long story short, obviously, like, we were in that game for a bit, but we couldn't beat uh, Higgy Bear there, Zach Higgins. He was playing unbelievable. And then uh, I think what kind of set it all off was – uh one of our guys laid out Trevor Baptiste, and it's kind of like it was kind of a dirty play. Like the guy who did it, he didn't really mean anything by it. But again, like when you're hitting a face-off guy after they pick up the ball, it's kind of it is. I think essentially it is a rule in the league. I'd have to look back again. I should know this playing in the league, but I don't think you can just bury the face-off guy if he's the first guy to touch the ball. Anyways, that happened. So they went after him, and then all of a sudden we're losing. So. We also got this guy, Sean Evans, on our team. Friend of the and, show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and him and another good friend of mine, um, Ian Lord, who plays for Philly, they legit hate each other's guts. So they started getting into it. And then obviously I jumped in the mix. And then we had Zach, Josh Courier jumping another. It was just like, then it's just a trickle down effect, right? Then it's like one guy goes, we all go. And then again, everyone's got some pride. So it's just like, Listen, if we're going to come out of here losing by 10, we're going to take some bodies with us, I guess. And <laughs> you have Alex Pace running around like it's Gladiator with just his gear on, no jersey and everything, like hyping up the Philly crowd like he's yeah. Rocky. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's good entertainment for the fans. And again, like the funny thing is, you got like two coaches who coach together, but they like, I was talking to Pauly Day after, and you know, there's one coach who absolutely loves like a shit show. It's Pauly Day. So he yes. was just like, <laughs> he was just grinning ear to ear after the game. Cause sometimes you don't know how like it's going to get taken when you start a shit show, but he just absolutely loved it. So, you know, it was good. It was it was exciting for the fans, I guess, you know. Get and I thought it was it. absolutely hilarious, too, because the Wings have, like, their fan meet and greet after games, and then all you guys just came down, too. I was like, this is just a fucking movie right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, that's NLL in a nutshell. Just uh, a line brawl on the floor, and then, again, everyone's having beers in the same post game somehow. And yeah. no fights happen, so it's crazy. That was absolutely electric, and I was just like, okay, what the hell sparked all this? Because I know <laughs> Paul was right in the middle of it, so I got to ask him what went down there. Um, so you guys, good. So you guys brought up, you know, um, how about if you guys are pretty much on rebuilding teams? Uh, both teams actually went out and got some guys, uh, in free agency and picked up some nice draft, uh, picks. Who is the most exciting new addition for you guys, respectively? I mean, yeah, I I think for us, man, it's like hard to even start because you kind of you look at us. You know, on paper last year to this year, I think, I think McCardle and McCray are our only two guys left that we picked an expansion. Everyone else is new, and I think there's only seven guys maybe with with retirements and guys taking years off this year with kind of everything going on. There's seven guys left on our roster, so we are like, you know, we kind of hit the reset button. I think you'd be crazy to, I mean, to not think Teet and Crawford are kind of um you know big parts but then you get like a guy like damon edwards to come in who's 
one of my favorite teammates, you know, ever, like just such a character, an absolute specimen of a human that we, we, we don't let him take his shirt off. Cause it just makes all of us look bad. But I think across the board, and I think you get, you know, we had what I like in, in go Abrams as a goalie and a, as a guy. And then you, but you bring in another young goalie that can kind of learn too. And in Orly, um, so I, honestly, I think across the board, it's it's a bunch of special additions. But I think for us, you know, a big part too was was you know bringing in like Jim Veltman and and Dan Lassure and the new coaching staff too to kind of like just clean slate. Let's hit the reset button and build kind of like Paulie was talking about, kind of build that culture from the ground up too. And I, I think that that part of it you can't overlook. So it's I mean across the board, it's exciting for us. It's just now the name of the game is to win. We got to find a way to do it. So it's putting it together to be, uh, I guess for a full 60 minutes to be able to do that. Yeah. For us, like kind of same thing. I mean, we're, we're like 50, 50, 50 returning and kind of like 50 new, but again, like Ryan Smith, again, he kind of just had a little bit of a coming out party against Albany. Like he's a guy that we were expecting big things. We took him third overall and, and like, he's a big body can move. So he and he's he's been awesome. You know, he hasn't been scoring the first couple of games until that hat trick in the last game. He's he's been really exciting, like right from the get go for me. And then, obviously, like bringing in a guy like a veteran like myself, Dan Coates. He's been awesome in the room again. Just another older guy for young guys to learn from, and just another guy who we say like just does the little things right. Like he's just a, a pro's pro. And then uh, Matty Gilray, who we actually like in that Jeff T draft, we end up trading our draft pick away to get Maddie Gilray. So once we lost Jeff T, we just said we'll take Gilray instead. And and he's been awesome again, just another great tranny guy. So those are like kind of our three big pickups. And then, uh, and again, we just got all these other young guys who are just like another year older, but those are like, those are our kind of big guns we're, we're relying on this year as far as new faces. Um, you- I was going to say in particular, me and KB are huge fans of Larson Sundown, who you didn't bring up. Do you think Larson could possibly come in and steal Rookie of the Year from Jeff T, or is it, or is he just too much of, you know, everybody knows Jeff T. Is that going to end up being the thing that, you know, keeps Larson from doing something like that? Yeah, I mean, or Ryan right. Smith for sure. Yeah, Ryan Smith, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Charlie Bertrand, Smitty too. Yeah, hey, Bertrand's not getting any love, and he's been crazy. Chucky like, B, baby. Yeah, dude, he's. Been good, he's I'll say one thing. I, I said this to my GM. Sorry to just absolutely cut the whole question yeah, off. Yeah, fuck your question. He just said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a Nighthawk podcast. But uh, I, uh, it's funny. His first box game was in our exhibition game, and I, I was having a shower with him after. And I said, hey man, like, how'd you like it? He's like, dude, I absolutely loved it. And like, I messaged my GM after the last couple of games. I said, man, whoever found this guy deserves an absolute raise. Because he's just come in like, and it's and again like the one thing that's tough with American guys is learning that box game and having success. But this guy's hit the ground running for whatever reason, and like again, he's big, fast, so he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be kind of a Rambo Schreiber type, like that's just gonna find success right off the bat, and it's gonna be scary because his his ceiling's only like way up, and he's having success now, and he's just gonna he's gonna keep growing. But sorry. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know where you were going after you saying you were having a shower with him. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, man, I, th- I think, and and we just had um, Adam Jones on on our podcast, and he kind of talked about when he came in the league, he was used to kind of every game. It was like he was the he felt 
it was on his shoulders to try and go win the lacrosse game. And when he got to the NLL, it was kind of an adjustment being like, okay, now I'm playing with John Grant Jr. Like and playing with the other guy, these other guys, I got to trust them with the ball. And I got to, you know, almost have to find a second role or a different role. And with Lars, man, like Lars has won at every level he's been at across the board and he's crazy talented, but you know, there's also a level like Jeff Teat is not your standard come in and I'm going to compete with that guy for a spot. Right. It's like, you know, he, he's a guy that's, you know, arguably could have been attackman of the year his first year in the PLL, like wins rookie of the year and in senior a, which I think is one of the hardest leagues in the world to, to get put up numbers. He leads the league in points as a rookie and which, you know, against, against the likes of Cody Jameson, Sean Evans, these guys have done it forever. Um, so I think it's a bit of a different breed. So Lars has almost taken on a different role where, you know, he's, he's hammering picks out. He's getting loose balls and getting resets. But now in those, in these kind of most recent games, obviously when Teeter was out, he stepped up and put up some numbers too. So, you know, it's not saying that he can't do it just because it's Teet, but I think there's such a balancing act in finding a groove as a team. If you're on the same team with those guys too, like everyone's got a role and, and, I think that's an important part that people have to understand about the NLL is like you're coming to the league. You only have like one Mark Matthews, you know, you're not going to go in there and be like, okay, I'm going to have the ball for 30 minutes a night. That's just not going to happen. You have to kind of find a way to, to make things happen without it or pick up a different role, whether that's just getting resets or, or getting off the floor hard or stopping transition. Like, you know, you can, you can gain your team three goals a game by stopping transition if you do it the right way. Right. And you're not even scoring. So it's, it's those kind of little things, which I think Lars is doing an awesome job of. And I, I think he's great. I obviously I have no idea who's going to win rookie of the year or whatever. And, and it's a toss up, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think we're lucky to have both those guys. It, it helps us a ton. I got to ask Paul this too, as a former goalie, seeing what blaze Reardon is doing in the field game as a goalie. And then as a forward in the box game, what do you think of, you know, just the way he's kind of like revolutionizing the sport in a sense of like, yeah, you can play two different positions depending on, you know, if it's box or field and how he's kind of taking the goalie position and changing it to, you know, incorporate all this hockey, you know, butterfly saves and everything as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, obviously, again, he's he's one of the – I'm not like a huge field guy, but obviously he's like the best goal in the world. It was just number one in the PLL player rankings. And then, yeah, then he comes and it's like – He's just a, a legit, like, clog in the offense in Philadelphia. Like, he's not just your run-of-the-mill guy kind of giving them whatever. Like, he's scoring goals, and he's a big, like, reason why they're doing good. So, it's, it's crazy. But, again, like, I think it comes down to, like, man, that's what, like, being an athlete is. So, if you're, like, an athlete, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into anything, right? And you can do these couple different things, again. And I think that kind of plays more into, like, the – probably the field side of it where like you know he's an athlete he was running the ball up the floor in college he scored that one goal in track pants or something like that so it's like he's showing that like you just don't have to stay in the cage and just be like a plug if you're an athlete it's going to open up like different spots for you so it, it's awesome because the funny thing is i played with brett queener in, in boston who was kind of the, obviously the first guy to do that not quite the same success that Blaze did, and Queener was kind of more of like a transition guy. Again, didn't have the experience that Blaze does because Blaze played like some senior B up like where he's from. But again, like if you look at him and Queener as far as like kind of field goalies, very much kind of the same. Like they'd get out of their cage, run, like kind of push the offense. But 
again, I think it's just another a thing for kids to look at and be like, man, I can, I don't just have to do this. Like I can do other things too. So it's great. Yeah. And then Dan, you know, obviously when, when everything with the pandemic started, I think one of the things that stuck out in the, the lacrosse community was the, the fun, the grind foundation that you started just talk to me a little bit about that and you know what kind of inspired you to be like yeah i'm gonna get on the ground floor and you know try to help out these local businesses that that need help during this time and try to rally people you know in canada to really help out in the community dude it's i mean it's crazy like that feels like it was 10 years ago but it's uh yeah i I think it was honestly for me it was it was so i did it with a buddy travis of mine who's he's been my trainer forever and um we obviously just saw what they were doing with like the bar still fun. And we're like, okay, like this, you know, they can't really help Canadian businesses or specifically Ontario. So um, we just were like, okay, like it was almost a small challenge. So what do we think? Do you think we could raise like 10 grand or whatever? And, um, and then we did it in a day and then it was like 20 grand, 30 grand, you know? And then I think it got up to like just south of, of 40 or 45 or something like that. And um, yeah, it was just like, it was, it was something we could do to, to help people that literally had no choice at that time. Like it's like these people are being told they can't operate their business. And then there was no real help for them. So um, it was fun to do. It was kind of like a, I mean, I think it was a distraction for me too, um, to kind of fully throw myself into that when we couldn't play lacrosse. Um, and, you know, when kind of shit felt like it was hitting the fan everywhere, it was, it was just fun. Um, and it was like almost addicting to just like refresh the page and see more stuff coming in and, um, and then seeing the application videos and stuff. And, and I think that the hard part for me was seeing all the videos and knowing we couldn't help everyone. Um, and that that part kind of hit home for me. So it made me want to do it more. And, um, it was fun. And then it just got, it honestly just got to a point where it was like, man, like we need to hire somebody or like, like something here. And and then we just kind of, um, you know, we donated as much, all the money that, that we received, we, we gave out to businesses and I hope they're, you know, still going. I think we were, I've been kind of following along with a bunch of them. Um, but it was pretty cool to see the FaceTimes and Travis would FaceTime and we get kind of those like Portnoy would do the same kind of thing, get those like live reactions. So, um, that part was cool. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a blast, man. I think honestly, it was just like, Paulie's from, you know, from lives in Burlington now, same city I live in and he's from Oakville and like this area is it's a lot of people that, you know, kind of are familiar with each other, whether it's through sport or just through knowing people or through going to the same businesses over, you know, every day, whether it's part of your daily routine and you kind of become attached to it and it becomes like the identity of your, of your community. So it was, uh, it was just fun to be a part of that, man. And, and yeah, it was mainly inspired by that, the barstool thing. And then we just kind of kept running with it. Yeah. Cause I saw that pop off and I was like, this is really awesome. And obviously, uh, you know, having gotten a chance to be credentialed media with the Riptide and watching you in that first year too, it was like, oh, cool. Like, I know this guy who's like running this thing. So it was really, you know, a, a neat thing to watch you guys, you know, build that thing up and, and do what you could for the community. I appreciate that. It was fun, man. It's good stuff. So with the, the way lacrosse is now, and obviously the ESPN deals flowing through uh, and ESPN kind of just getting that monopoly in TSN in Canada as well. And like the the media landscape of, you know, social media and Paul, you've talked about this, like guys having their brands and everything and you guys wanting to be able to amplify guys brands on your show, which is something we try to do as well. How do you see, you know, the way that lacrosse is taking off now and in, in this, you know, new media world, having social media, driving a ton of stuff, having podcast platforms, YouTube channels and all of that kind of just taking 
the sport to that next level. Yeah, I think again, it's kind of the way the way of the future by by all accounts, right? Like, so many people consume their media not on traditional television. Again, I think that's still <clears throat> kind of like the big dog, which you still want to have. And I think that's great that now we got ESPN, TSN, and again, hopefully, like we've mentioned on the podcast, like this is kind of just like a slow burn, but hopefully, this kind of keeps growing. But again, like that equals like more interviews with players, more like behind the scenes stuff. And then again, like more opportunity for guys to make money and make a living off this, right? Like, again, we're nowhere close to being like full time, but again, like this is like the hopefully the start of something. Right. And I, and I think like, as you know, lacrosse fans or lacrosse players, sometimes we get caught up in being like, Hey, like we need this now, you know, people should love us because the sports amazing. And like, why don't people love us is the best sport in the world. But like, end of the day is like everyone thinks about that about their sport right so listen we gotta like we gotta let people consume it fall in love with it people who haven't seen it fall in love with it and that's how you kind of grow a sport right get more grassroots and again i think like like you say like we start this podcast and guys have an instagrams and tiktoks or whatever and again like you're seeing more teams put money into their social media and like see the fan engagement that that grows so it's like it's so cool to see and again that's kind of like another reason like you say we started this podcast like again we still don't really know what we're doing as far as like trying to build guys brands we're trying to do it we have no idea what we're doing but again that was part of the reason to be like listen like let's get some of these like funny stories out listen to some of these characters that people love because they're good lacrosse players but here's like the guy behind the mask right so it's exciting again like to be on two of the biggest ma- major networks in Canada and U.S. Is, is always a positive, right? So, again, like I said, hopefully that, that relationship just keeps growing and, and we'll see where it takes us, right? Yeah, and with, with podcasting, I'm curious with you guys, obviously, you know, still being athletes and everything, do you view any similarities with kind of like honing the craft of figuring out this podcast stuff and, you know, intertwining that with, you know, honing the craft with lacrosse and you know, kind of balancing that and, and figuring out what works and, and kind of, you know, working on the craft of podcasting. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's almost it's almost a case of just kind of, you know, I think in our group chat, we're always like spitballing ideas. And I think the, the biggest difference between kind of the two things would be with the podcasting, we are big idea guys. But the execution side isn't our specialty right now because we're like throwing so much shit at each other. Like, all right, we're talking live interview, sit down, mini lacrosse tournament for charity. Concerts, like, almost, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah like, we're throwing so much shit out there. Um, but then, you know, but it, that's kind of like that was Paulie's, you know, he said it really well when we first started. It's It became a creative outlet for us and something that I never knew I wanted to even like kind of entertain as a thought um so we we'll, we'll always just throw ideas around but i think the you know like anything it, you learn by doing it and doing it wrong um making some mistakes um or you know seeing something somebody else did and being like oh like that was kind of a cool little video clip maybe we start doing video clips when we put stuff out or whatever and then it's like you know the two of us just try, hitting our heads together trying to figure out how to use technology and get it get stuff out there it's it can be challenging at times, but yeah, I think a lot of the time it's, it's, you know, like anything like playing lacrosse, picking up lacrosse for the first time. It's like, 
you're not going to get better unless it's in your hand, you know? So unless you're talking into the mic and you're shooting the shit or you're listening back to what you said before and be like, wow, that question sounded stupid. Like, and then just kind of reforming it or whatever you've got to do. I, I think that's, that's kind of how we're approaching it. But. And it's just like, kind of like anything, like when we started off, like you say, it was kind of this creative outlet, but I know for me, and I think for Lomi too, not that we're perfectionists, but then you want to become good at it too. Right. So Again, like by having these ideas and like, okay, hey, man, maybe we need to shorten up like the banner part or like what it like fans want to hear. So I were like asking fans, but you know, like definitely it's weird. Like it was just kind of like fly by the seat of our pants, but it's like, okay, well, let's get good at this now. Like now some people are tuning in. So let's like try and give them something that's worthwhile or that at least we're proud of. Like not so much, but so yeah, it's kind of like how it's like grown too. It's like you just want to be good at it, just like lacrosse, just like kind of everything else you do. So, Again, but we, we're still, like, learning and, and trying to figure it out as well. And then I got to ask, how did the, the naming process go to get to Back of the Bird being the name of the podcast? So yeah, that, that, was, that was all Pauly. I mean, I, that one blew my mind. I don't even remember what the initial thoughts were, but you, I remember you wrote it in the group. I think you might have said, like, Back of the Plane first or something. No. So or did you the, go right to Bird? No, I had another one, but then – um and i don't want to say because it, it actually was another podcast so my original like when i was talking to my wife about this i was like because she was like all about it like when i was talking about just again kind of even before this i was talking to her about like yeah to have this podcast and originally it was just going to be me and like get people on tell these funny stories and then so i, I was going to say i was going to call it flying coach because like that's what we do we fly in the coach but then, so I like just did a quick search on Spotify and legit Steve Kerr and some other like Mike Dunleavy has their podcast. So I think it's like flying coaches. So then I was like, shit, that one's gone. So then when these guys, and then uh, I was thinking, and then I was like, what's like close to flying coach? And then I was like, back of the bird, tails from back of the plane. And then, so kind of like us three, it was me, Lomi, and, uh, Acela, we were in this group chat, kind of figure, okay, what should we call it? And some things were getting like thrown out, and I was like, and I didn't want to say it because I was like, ah, oh, maybe it's stupid. But then I threw it out, and it was like, it just was like kind of perfect, I guess. And that's the way it worked. Because the one thing is like what we said too, like we're gonna be fundamentally like a lacrosse podcast, but we want to still bring in other people. Like we've had Nat Spooner from Team Canada, we had Sam Stell from the UFC, so we still want to kind of get that like semi-professional someone that doesn't like fly first class like that's had the grind like get these real raw stories too so i kind of wanted to have like not just another like lacrosse name like something that can give us some leeway as well because i think it's a fire name like when i saw you guys were starting this thing and i saw the name saw the the logo come out when you guys dropped that i was like this is excellent content right here just from the graphic alone that thing the story there's a funny story behind that <laughs> yeah. fucking thing too holy <laughs> shit so we had Ocello. i don't even know what like the website i guess there's kind of like a, a website where you can almost put a request in and then it goes out to a bunch of graphic designers and um or cartoonists at that point i don't even know but he pays like whatever 50 bucks and gets this thing sent out and like puts the most insane like we gave him the description that we were looking for and the first logo i i will never forget this first logo that came back like we're in our full uniform on the on, sitting on the plane, like shorts and everything. There's no lacrosse stick. You'd think it was like a couple of soccer guys sitting at the back of a plane or something. 
And like Polly, like my my jersey was like a Riptide one, and then like for some reason they had Polly in like a teal Riptide jersey. So then we're like, no, like the, like we gotta kind of adjust this. And then Osella was going back and forth with the designer, and the designer obviously like, you know, only got fifty bucks and is now dealing with back and forth emails. This guy's pissed. Guy or girl's pissed. Like getting rattled kind of having to make all these changes doesn't even know what a lacrosse stick is and if you look closely at the lacrosse stick it is a hilarious stick that this person <laughs> threw in there but thank god they, they were able to pull it together so then we kind of just had that shell of it like man like we can't just have like we need to have like the title on there somewhere so um we sent it over to charlie who does uh all of our graphic stuff with lucky penny media there and and he kind of you know had the idea to put like the plane in the writing and we're like man that came together kind of perfect and was like tied everything completely into what we we're maybe what that original thought we had, but man, that yeah, the first iteration was okay. We're not doing a podcast. Like this thing's junk. <laughs> but, That's electric. Yeah. And I think, you know, another like podcast question for me too, with you guys, like how difficult or easy has it been for you to kind of like navigate like that sponsorship, you know, waters and, and try to get, you know, people on board to understand what you guys are trying to do and, you know, them aligning with your brand and wanting to advertise stuff that you guys would obviously use. That goes to our business manager, Dan Lomas. He's a sponsorship <laughs> guy. Yeah, it, it's, uh, we've been lucky. I, I, I think, you know, obviously, like I said, it's like you, you when you kind of grow up in a sports community or whatever, and then you, you know, people you played sports with at a young age, or whatever, they, they'll go on to do different things and they're all in different avenues at the end. And there's always resources to reach out in that kind of networking world. And um, a friend of mine that I trained with, you know, at that gym with my buddy, Travis, that I was talking about from Fun the Grind. So the, my buddy, Keith, um, he's a VP of marketing at, at Cottage Springs, uh, which is a, a vodka soda company and amongst many other different things that they do here in, in, um, in Canada. And, and we kind of, the more I thought about it, I was like, man, this like, you know, this would be a great way to to kind of match up, you know, that relaxed environment to kind of what we're looking for as a brand. And, um, you know, they really started taking off and it was going into the summer at that time. It was like, okay, that's kind of seltzer season here. Like we're picking up, um, you know, what, and it's a pretty well-known brand here in Canada. So it, it made sense for us. And then, you know, after we started kind of releasing a couple episodes, you know, the supplement company, I started talking to them and then I was like, okay, this is, another great balance, you know, for our listeners is like, you know, sure. You're going to kind of, it's almost like that burn the candle at both ends. You're going to have your weekend seltzers or whatever. And then, you know, you're, you're working hard during the week and, and kind of, you know, going with the supplement side of things. So, and there's been a, you know, a few others along the way, but I think it's not, as we kind of kind of grown this thing, um, it's almost like we have to put more, way more thought into who do, it's easy to say yes to everyone, I think, right? And and sure, I'd, we'd love to do that. It's not like we're getting buckets of cash thrown at us, but like people are interested in it. But I think it's it's you have to kind of start to think about what do we want this to look like, and then what brands we want to tie to. And um, I think the other interesting part is like having to negotiate, like what do we think we're worth, or like what can we get out of this? And um, Cottage Springs has treated us really well, and and Lion Eyes too, and, and Polly and I are both lionized supplements athletes now and and it's that's obviously been a great perk for us too because that's as an athlete one of your biggest expenses is taking care of your body and supplements and you know to be able to work with them has been great so i think it's uh moving forward it'll be interesting to see kind of where it goes um you know it, it could just it could take up a lot of time trying to like either research or, or search that out but we've been lucky in the fact that it's almost just kind of organically happened and 
I know Paul, like Paulie's got connections to Cottage Springs as well, like through family and then, you know, friends of family too. So it's kind of, it just made sense. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been fun. It, it, the lacrosse community is hilarious. Cause like, you know, we're I, whatever, maybe I think we were like five episodes in or something. Um, and we were, you know, obviously announced that we were working with Cottage Springs and my buddy reaches out. He's like, yo, my CEO just sent me a screenshot of this email. Like someone who was listening to the podcast went to the liquor store and bought like 200 cottage springs filled their filled their cart up with it took a picture and said the only reason i bought these is because of this podcast and sent it to like the ceo so it's like that's i mean that's just a microcosm of what the cross community is like they'll get behind anything and almost make it a cult and like we got guys putting you know logos on their helmets and stuff now like it's uh yeah it's it's gotten pretty fun but we'll see uh we'll see what's kind of next for us there yeah, I think you guys are absolutely crushing the podcast game, obviously crushing it on the floor as well in the NLL. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, you know, continue to grow this thing. And I think the more we get, you know, like the lacrosse podcast to kind of, you know, do this type of stuff, sit down with each other and just shoot the shit and, and kind of intertwine collab, I think it's only going to be more beneficial. Like Paul was saying, you know, with the, the rise of like the new media stuff and it being the way of the future. We got to just, you know, sit down and, and have fun and tell these stories with, you know, other podcasts, other media platforms and kind of just collab with each other. 100%, man. I think like, <clears throat> again, end of the day, like for us, it's just, you know, and that's why we want to get into like the live interviews too and, and sit down and have a cup of cottage springs. That's when, like the best stories. That's when, like when the personalities come out. But I know from like me and Danny's standpoint, like, Again, we're interviewing these guys and our peers and some guys we've looked up to. But again, it's just like essentially if you took away the, the Zoom call and the microphones, it's just going to be four guys sitting in the locker room half naked just shooting the shit after practice or a game. Like kind of same atmosphere. And that's kind of been like what we've wanted from the get-go. And like, hopefully it's kind of coming through with that as well. Yeah, I think it's been awesome content. You guys are crushing it. DJ, you got anything else? Yeah. Yeah. I actually do. So, you know, NLL wants to expand over the next, you know, I think it's like 15 years or whatever. They want to get up to 30 some teams. Um, obviously, they're going to expand more in Canada, expand more here in the U.S. Being from Kalamazoo, I'm dying for teams to come uh, to the Midwest. If you guys were to, you know, like coach or, you know, own a team, you know, part ownership of a team or whatever, where would be one Canadian city you would um, expand to and then one Midwest city here in the United States you'd expand to? I think Canadian, I'd go Quebec city. Um, I think they've, they've got like a, you know, that they've got the junior hockey team and the ramparts I think are there. Um, But it's an electric city. And like, that's the key honestly is finding cities that have something but want something that's kind of like they have something like almost a junior level but they want something next level um like the most successful teams <clears throat> new teams at least that we've kind of seen is like Saskatchewan you know they have they had junior hockey there and then you throw the rush there and they're getting 18,000 a night and then you know you do kind of Halifax right they have a junior hockey team there but they don't have anything at that pro level really and you throw the team in there and they're, you know, filling the arena 9,000 there. So, um, you know, I think, man, from honestly, from a Midwest standpoint, like it's, that's the recipe is like trying to find, you know, maybe Kalamazoo's a spot. Like, cause you've got the, you've got the arena with, with the coast team there and, and you could, you know, throw them in there. 
and then you know kind of kind of build off like that because obviously like i've been to coast coast games i've my buddies have played in the coast um there it's a great it's a great fan and it's the exact fan that we target as well like you you don't have to know hockey to go to a kalamazoo game like you just you're going for the entertainment you're going to have some fun and, and going to get rowdy and that's that's kind of what the nll is too right like we don't want to sell ourselves as like no lacrosse fans only or else you can't come it's like no this is you know go let your hair down and and after you had a long week of work go scream your heart out at, at your favorite player whatever it is so and crush know, two dollar beers that's exactly <laughs> it so i think uh i'll i think i'll i'll stay i'll stay homer with you and go kalamazoo should be our uh our next stop there i think but you know i i think cities like i mean just from a selfish standpoint just for traveling you you throw nashville on the map um i mean obviously vegas is coming in i'm sure a lot of guys got that one circled on the calendar it's cities like that obviously blast san diego is a fun one to go to it's uh you know we're going there less i think with you know kind of really splitting the conferences east and west but um but yeah i think that's kind of at least for my mind that's that's the recipe for success yeah for sure um for me like canadian city yeah i was gonna say montreal just because i mean again montreal quebec city are kind of same same but different but both are both are same yeah just electric (laughs) cities so and montreal's had it and it was good but again it just was kind of like wrong place wrong time like when they were in this league like they did have some success fan base wise but so i would do montreal in canada and then um in the states like i keep hearing and, and again like you know the midwest kind of the midwest is again i'm not a huge like geography buff so don't get mad at me if i don't even know if the city's in the midwest but like it's kind of like seems like from my standpoint it's gaining popularity anyways i'd say someone like a kansas city something like that that you know it's got football and it's got like college but doesn't have anything like in that hockey realm you know i think they may have like a a semi-pro team but Think something like that where it's like a massive city and like wicked sports, but it's like here now, like chew on this and see what that happens. So I'd like to, and I've heard like nothing but great things about Kansas City too. So I say something like that, but even like getting into like you know these Iowa's and Montana's, something like that where like there's no pro stuff, like would be kind of cool. And I don't know if that could sustain, but like be kind of cool to go to some of these like cities that like no one's really heard of but have a lot to offer right so but I, i'd go with kansas city and montreal those are my I, I dude i just had to i just had to pull up a, a midwest usa map here so, <laughs> where is it on the east coast danny fact checks yeah. no, well, no i just for honestly for my own <laughs> i know I kansas like, city's in the midwest so I, I was like you know what honestly a safe bet's just gonna be to say where dj's from because like yeah exactly <laughs> but uh, Where would you put a team in the Midwest? You just turn it right back around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and then to, just steal his answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I, I was going to say. I say, to be honest, I'd bring the Turbos back in Detroit. I mean, they had the well, Green Brothers and they won and there's some success there. And, and you got Detroit Winters. is, they're doing okay, you know, with yep. the Red Wings coming back and the Pistons aren't terrible. The Lions, we don't talk about. The Tigers are doing some things. So, like, they're kind of dying for a team to be good. And I think an expansion team in Detroit would be pretty good. You could get yeah, some Canadian I, fans too, right? Pull yeah. Right over from Windsor. Yeah. Cause I mean, right now we all just go right over to Toronto and watch yeah. the rock. Cause I mean, yeah. it's the closest team. I think Minnesota, exactly. bring those guys no. back. Yeah. They had some success yeah, they, too, Minnesota. Yeah. 
Yeah, as long as you can send George's mascot back to Minnesota. <laughs> no, no, we don't want him up here in the Midwest. He can, he can stay down there. Was it that Stinger? No, yeah, no offense, Stinger. Stinger yeah. that's not even remotely close to like a yellow jacket or a bee. Isn't it just like a? Isn't it just like a human? Yeah, it's it is nightmare fuel. Yeah, and there was uh, there was two of them actually. Speaking of nightmare fuel, my nephew is terrified of Iggy the mascot for the Rock. Legit, like. <laughs> He's now like nine years old, but he will not even be in the same rink if Iggy's kicking around. Or if he is, he's like got eyes on him the whole time. <laughs> it's amazing. So quickly, uh, one more story. So with that, it was my brother's twins. Oh, no, it was my brother's oldest son's sixth birthday. So my mom, who's just an absolute beauty, she gets Iggy the mascot's costume and dresses up as it because she thinks like, He's over it. No, full on panic attack. This kid's crying like <laughs> oh no. Party. Oh yeah, my mom felt so bad. It was unbelievable. So that's incredible. And mascot story. Is he the one that's just like the CN Tower, or is he like? Is he no, the he's logo? just a guy too. He looks like oh, a, he's just, he's just like a chiseled like Jack guy. He's just, or is he like yeah. the sunglasses? Yeah, yeah. He looks like Elvis. Yeah. yeah, like Johnny Bravo or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has been a blast, guys. We'll definitely have to do this again. Uh, let everybody know where they can check out the podcast, follow you guys on social, and uh, keep doing what you're doing because you're absolutely crushing the game. We appreciate it, boys, man. Thanks a lot for having us. This was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I would like throw, I don't even know what our things on social are. So, yeah, check out whatever. Just search back of the bird. bird for both. And then yeah, <laughs> that, shows and, uh, that shows you we're not really the tech guys. It's all in the bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Link in bio, swipe up. I don't know. I'll throw everything. Click the there. link tree. Yeah. yeah, we just copy and paste the same thing every time to try to figure it out. But, yeah, again, appreciate you guys having us on. I think it's uh, – we got, I mean, lacrosse as a, as a group has to just start approaching things as a community, I think, and, and doing stuff like this. It's, it's not a competition. We're all trying to, uh, what do they say? Rising waters, raise all ships or something like rising that. Rising tides, like all boats. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Different rising buttons. riptides. Yeah. Rising <laughs> riptides sink all Nighthawks. I think. They say. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys having us on and appreciate what you guys do, man. I think it's, uh, it's great to have guys like you doing shows like this and putting your time in and being true fans. Cause, uh, that's what it takes to get, you know, other people interested is people really kind of throwing their passions around. So appreciate it, man. So we appreciate oh, you guys. I almost forgot. You guys got to give me the spill on why I should be a fan of your team. I'm searching for a team. He's a free agent fan. All right. Yeah. You heard wow. of Jeff T? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go you can go on it two ways, Deej. You got an own three team who you know, the future is bright with Jeff T or you go with a team that's two and one that started to make strides. And we also have good young players. Like I said, we got our boy, the beast, Ryan Smith. We got the old dog, me on the back end. And you, you got, got our boy, CJ. No, he, no, he's trying to get you to Let's he's trying, go. You're trying to convince him to be a fan. You can't be selling yourself. <laughs> well, I got it again. Anytime I can sneak my name into anything, you know, I'm going to throw in <laughs> Because I only got a little bit left, so I got to make it seem like I was good at this sport at some point. But, again, the one thing of the Nighthawks, we'll beat you up on the floor and on the scoreboard. So, that's why. We'll give you a little I bit think, of both. Deej, are you a, bit of a, are you a stock market guy? You, you, you buy and sell stocks ever? Because the number one rule, buy low, sell high. You can't. <laughs> you got to get in. If you're a fan, 
if you're a true fan, you'll you'll jump on board with us now because you know what direction this is headed, right? Well, if that's if, if we want to go that far, I should be hopping on Panther City or Vegas. <laughs> they they well, haven't started yet. Well, Panther City, Panther City started. The barely. Yeah, true. But <laughs> no, no, no. We're we're, we're doing it. We're just doing a two team race here. We're not throwing in the rest of it. We don't even need to entertain that thought. We're not talking West Coast. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't want to talk West Coast with Vancouver. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I no, like no. those guys. We're right out now. on those guys. We are out on those guys. So. Um, hey, we'll let you pick, but then we'll just absolutely hold it against you. Um, yeah. Just no shred you for whatever that. team you don't pick. Yeah. I hated that guy. What a bad interview, DJ. Yeah. <laughs> what a scumbag. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you guys are still in the hunt. Yeah. Everybody's available, so that's it. All right, well, no yeah, talent we'll, right now. I'll get on the social team here and marketing team. See if we can just get some, start bribing you with some gear. I'm sure that'll 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 start working too. Have yeah. Brett send care yeah, packages every right week. Now. Yeah, like a t-shirt gun of care packages, just firing <laughs> it around the country. <laughs> send this one to Kalamazoo. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Snap. We'll get even get maybe we'll pull an Iggy to fucking shoot the thing off from from the rock too. Either Iggy or if he's not available, we'll just get Paul's mom. Yeah, Paul's mom will put the costume on. You got an inside merch. (laughs) (laughs) You got an inside kick on wearing it. She's got one in her pocket, extra one. (laughs) You guys are the best, and uh, we'll definitely do this again for sure. So appreciate you for uh, for hopping on, and uh, have a great New Year. All right, you guys too, man. Be safe. Happy New Year, guys. Appreciate it. To get the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Shout out to the back of the bird boys, Dan Lomas, Paul Dawson. Go follow them on social. Go follow the podcast. They're doing kick-ass stuff um, with their show and kind of just telling that backstory of life on the road and, and stories from within locker rooms. And, you know, some things can't come out on the podcast, as, as Dan frequently said in our uh, our sit-down with them. But ton of fun. It's really, you know, eerily similar to kind of like what Taylor Lewan and, and Will Compton are doing with Bustin' with the Boys. It's kind of similar to Pat McAfee hosting a show, um, you know, with his boys while he's still in the league and, and doing the damn thing. Uh, they're smart business guys too, so go support them. They're friends of the show, and uh, that won't be the last time we do a collab crossover with them because that was way too much fun to uh, minimalize that to one uh, sit down. But the only other news, DJ, that kind of explains why our tops cards from the PLL got delayed um, is that Fanatics has officially acquired tops. They bought out the company for all of the cards. It's all through Fanatics now. And it's a huge move uh, in the trading card collectibles game with Fanatics. I know there's mixed feelings about it, um, but I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see if they have to kind of, you know, go back to the the drawing board with the cards that were ordered, these first edition PLL cards. And it's like, oh, we got to change tops to Fanatics now. And that's why it's a four to five week delay. Or if these are just these first edition ones are going to be tops and then all the, uh, the non-first editions are going to be uh, fanatics, but huge news there in the trading card game, and I'm glad we got those first sets of PLL cards from the bubble. 
um, because they're Tops branded. Not that Tops is a sponsor, but it's like that nostalgia feeling with Tops. And uh, huge move in just the, the the business acquisition realm of uh, just lacrosse and kind of branches of lacrosse because the NLL is owned, or not the NLL is owned. They are partnered with Fanatics, and uh, it looks like it could be on that way for the PLL as well with the trading card division of things. But uh, we did get a thumbs up, two thumbs up, from Nick Rose from the Toronto Rock that he wants to do a box break with us of NLL cards whenever they come out. So we're totally down, Nick Rose. Let's make that happen because that would be absolutely electric. He's got PSA-graded cards like painted on the side of his mask this year, which I think is so sick of just Toronto Rock legends. Um, so, I mean, whenever that day comes, best believe we'll be doing a box break, whether it's virtual or in person, with uh, number 66, Nick Rose. Oh, absolutely. I'll be excited for that. You know, I'm a big Nick Rose stan. I really like what he does up in Toronto and that. But, you know, sad to pick against him this week. You know, I don't do that too often. But, uh, yeah, but doing a box break with him would be awesome. You know, just being able to talk a little bit, open up some cool stuff, see his reaction, you know, all that cool stuff. And one, have NLL cards. That's going to be awesome. And I'm just excited to see, yeah, like you said, if these ones, this first edition are going to be tops or not, because then it's kind of like that's the last set of tops, you know, lacrosse cards you're going to get. Yeah, I might have to peruse around uh, the old the old tops website to see what baseball cards and football cards and other cards they have on there, because who knows where they're going to go once they're gone. Uh, but they got some kick-ass stuff, and I'm hoping they get some really dope artists too to stay on board with this Fanatics partnership to uh, design some cards like you and I have talked about. And like we said, if we see any cards that, you know, were brainchildren of ours in this new set, it's a wrap. Uh, I hope we see Carly's gloves on these on these cards as well, which would be so dope for her and just her business because business is true to roof for Carly and kicks by Carly. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to get those cards in, like, a month and a half probably, uh, give or take. And, uh, yeah, this has been... Uh, it's been a fun one. It's been quick for us because we already recorded that interview last week. But uh, any final thoughts, Deej, as we head into week six of the NLL finally after uh, this little holiday layoff? Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer. Upper 90. You already down. know. <laughs> you it's already know. I think that's how it always goes. Like, like 45 minutes, and we're at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Um, 
Not really. I mean, no team. There's nothing to shift in my teams. But everybody that was rocking at the top in week four is still rocking at the top in week five. Kind of tough to switch up the standings when there's no gameplay to go off of. Um, hopefully, I'll be at the Wings game on Saturday and I uh, get over my, my Suds podcast here that I've done. Uh, my voice is shot, dude. Like, I had to be on Bell and the Birdmen, which I'm the producer of on site on Sunday for most of that show, which is like a three-hour live stream pretty much, watching the Eagles and them clinching the playoffs and screaming and yelling. Then I was on You Know Ball, which is a Sixers podcast, as Matt and I have taken a deep dive into absurdities, to say the least, uh, with the Sixers' new partnership, which I hope the NLL does not even sniff when it comes to partnerships or the PLL, because I would I would call Mike Rabel right away or the commissioner of the NLL, Nick Sikiewicz, and be like, what are we doing? I have details here. We have done some investigative reporting. Let's not do this. Um, so, yeah, let, let's stay away from Color Star technology, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because they're very, very bad. Um, if you want to check that out, go subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed. Um, yeah, and then I did, you know, streamer season. I did this show. I did uh, Eagles Enemies this week. And uh, all while also working at Staples and having to talk to customers nonstop for five hours a day. The last uh, three shifts I work. So my voice is shot. Um, and hopefully, like I said, I just get knocked on my ass like Tyrone Woodley. Um, and I just I want sleep. to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> one day. You got three basketball games on deck, so. You're doing more games in a day than I do play by play. <laughs> Dog Saturday. Shoot. Saturday, I'm not going to be able to talk. It's going to be bonkers. Um, but be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, Stephen McAvoy, if you're listening to this, follow us on social media. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Mr. I Make Pars for following all the accounts today. If you know, you know. Uh, at OTB Laxpod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go follow Back of the Bird as well. Support the boys. They're doing some damn good shit, and they don't have enough followers on Twitter for the content that they're doing. So go follow them um, at Back of the Bird. Follow DJ at SCS underscore next great on Twitter. Follow me at KBIZZL311 on Twitter. Uh, check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, where we have a new fantasy football writer. Uh, the boy, former lacrosse player, former D3 lacrosse player, Mikey Ostrowski, played at Fairleigh Dickinson University for a little bit there. All-time leading goal scorer at Vineland High School for lacrosse. Um, a legend in his own right. Uh, he is back on the network as our senior fantasy football analyst expert. Uh, he has a new blog up, so go check that out, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts. And leave a five-star rating and review. Get them thangs up. We need, we need more. It is, our overall reviews and ratings are way too low. Because uh, of some losers back in the day that tried to sabotage our feed. So go five stars, ratings, reviews, how you feel about these games, the league being back, what you want to see from Fanatics purchasing tops in the trading card game, uh, and anything else that comes to mind. Uh, tweet at us videos of absolute absurd. Hashtag Shookums. We'll give you more information on that. Uh, as the weeks go by, we are working out the details on that. But just know hashtag Shookum. It's ours. You can't take it. Copyright, trademark. All that good stuff. Uh, but five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and five-star ratings on Spotify. That's huge. 
Five star ratings on Spotify goes a long way too. It really helps people find the podcast on both platforms. And you can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I'm sure we'll be live tweeting uh, these games this weekend. So that's why you can follow us. And uh, check out the sponsors Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to tomahawkshades.com and use promo code USP at checkout to get 25% off your order at tomahawkshades.com. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Get the vodka soda party packs, the Surfside Vodka Iced Teas, non-carbonated vodka iced teas at statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to purchase, and of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Kenwood Beer, go to kenwoodbeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker this weekend if you're in Philadelphia to see who's got Kenny's on tap for this wild Saturday of events in South Philadelphia in between games. You got to be 21 or older to crack open a nice cold Kenny. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Again, shout out to the Back of the Bird boys for hopping on the show this week. Really, in hindsight, what a what a miracle for us with my current state uh, of uh, my boost. Stay safe, everybody. Um, go get your superpowers if you're eligible. That way we can all uh, be a little cross-avengers and do the damn thing. Um, and also, people going to Wells Fargo, this is just news from the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, you have to show proof that you are fully vaccinated. So the first two shots, if you're going to either games this week in the wings or the flyers. So be sure to stay strapped with your vaccine cards so you can enter the building and not have any issues getting in to watch the wings or the flyers. Just a little PSA for the people. I'm here for you. Um, also shout out to Brendan Glasheen. He tested positive for COVID the boy. Uh, hope you get better, buddy. Going to miss seeing you in Philly. If I am there this weekend, um, but all the best and, and hope you recover quickly. Uh, I know it's tough in this freelance world. He put that out on his Twitter. So best uh, best wishes to Brandon Glasheen. And uh, this has been episode number 203 of the allegedly award-nominated Outside the Box podcast for DJ, for the back of the bird, boys. I'm your boy, KB. Hopefully we'll find out about our award soon so we can tout that thing around. And until uh, till next week, ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off. Peace. Peace. Had to do it to him. <laughs>